Oh, look at that. You found us on a lovely Thursday evening. Welcome to Caching in the Northwest. This is the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. Each week, we're going to talk about caches and cachers from here and all around the globe. So while you're reading all 400 pages of a silly government report, we'll be caching in the Northwest. That's right. And that means it's time well, it's time to welcome our guest for this week. It's a great local cashier from the Portland area who goes by Lobotomy. Welcome. Hi. We're glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. Thank you very much. All right. Well, before we get to Lobotomy and all the wonderful happenings in Portland, we're going to just throw out a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who, well, help keep this podcast available every week and we thank them. So thanks to Landsharks, our corporate Denali-level sponsor. And from what I understand, there's still a special shipping offer for Canadian or U.S. listeners from Landsharks.ca. Of course, that's Landsharks with a Z. It's free shipping on orders of $50 Canadian or greater to a max of $25 Canadian shipping costs. Just use the code SHIP50. If you would like to know more about supporting this here very show, come go over to the cachingnw.com website and click the Patreon link. Thank you so much. Exactly. Thank you. And one thing that we love almost as much, well, maybe not quite as much as the land sharks, but close to it are glows. What is a glow, you may ask? What's yeah, a glow? I, I, what is a glow? Well, somebody actually asked. This is kind of fun. <laughs> Nobody ever asked. It's an interactive show tonight. <laughs> I'm a new guy. <laughs> a glow is a geocaching log of the week. Whether you read it or whether you wrote it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Send an email to feedback at cachingnw.com. You can call into 253-693-TFTC or use the voicemail tool right there on the website and show us how you glow. Now, wit's end? Yes. That's me. I can't let you do just one glow tonight. Oh, no. No? No. I've sent you two glows tonight. But wait, there's more. Now so how much you pay for a glow? <laughs> it's a two-parter. All right. Well, the glow this week, double the fun, was uh, they're sent in by Bounce Bounce, which is kind of a double name right there, right? It's from yes, yes. Bouncing Around, which is cash... GC7TRHY. The first glow, the first log, was logged by C-Swim. And it reads, Bounced around Silverdale, Bremerton, and Port Orchard today, grabbing some caches. We saw we needed water for this and thought we had enough spare water in our water bottles to add up to the half gallon needed. I emptied all the water we had into the pipe, and all I heard was the water dripping out of the bottom of the pipe. Pretty soon, we heard some caches behind us say we were, uh, we were close and even offered their spare water to us, which was easily half gallon. Thanks again to uh, LC Kester 7, L Kester 7, Ikester 7. He's here in the, in the local area, and I apologize. I didn't pronounce it. I know I'm pronouncing it terribly. Anyway, luckily, that was more than enough needed, and off we went to the final. Another great cache by some of my favorite cache creators. TFTC with PNW Tennis. Now, the second glow... It's from a cache called Bouncing Around. That's GC7TRHY, which might sound oddly familiar, but mm. it comes from an entirely different perspective. This log says, I was in the area for an old cache at Howe Farm for a Jasmine Square. Then I saw there were a couple easy virtuals nearby too. Had to grab those. Between those two virtuals, my wife opened the app and saw the names Bounce Bounce and Goblin Dust as co-COs for this. I knew then that we had to go for it, but we had no water. After a quick stop for that, we quickly completed the cache, and as usual, the COs delivered a great experience. Definitely favorite worthy. After the find, we headed nearby to check out an antique shop. When we came out, we saw two other cachers at Waypoint 2. They had exhausted their water supply and hadn't gotten the info. Fortunately, I still had some left and let them have it so they could share the experience. It's always nice to meet other cashers out in the world. Isn't it nice? Yeah. It's so, nice to be nice to the nice. Two perspectives there on the same cash experience, so to speak. That was fun. Exactly. 
Well, Lobotomy, thank you for joining us on the show tonight. But before we get going too deep into this, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? When was your first lobotomy? And um, do you remember it? I think it was somewhere around 2004. That's when I started this sport. So, yeah, that would be about right. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so that's when you began geocaching. Began. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other hobbies? Um, I do have other hobbies. Uh, geocaching is a big hobby, though, because I'm still doing a daily streak. And I'm on something like 2,700 days, I think, on my daily streak. Wow. Wait, wait, wait. What? Yeah. Um, my first question is, why? Because I have and a lobotomy. I follow that up with, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, once you start doing a streak, you really can't stop doing them un unless you have a really good reason. And once you get it past a thousand, yeah. The guy who's number one in Oregon, because uh, I'm at number two, him and I are kind of at a point where we're looking at each other. Well, I'm waiting for you to stop. No, no. How about you stop? No, no. How about you stop? So I think it's time you, for a Tanya Harding move. Uh, trust me. I've been thinking about it. <laughs> Um, I break I my streak all the time. You know, <laughs> streaks of three, four. It's yeah. getting harder and harder and harder. But no, it's it's fun. It keeps me going out the out of the house at least once a day, and it's just a nice break at least. Um, besides that, I do have a I do have a podcast that I co-host. It's uh, I, I do it with my trusty evil lab coded scientist partner, as or as I like to call him, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, we can be found doing our, our podcast, Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, where we talk about an 80s comic book called Power Pack while we drink beer. What could go wrong? Absolutely I've nothing. Never heard of the comic book, but I'm in. <laughs> oh, I, I've listened to the podcast and you guys have such great chemistry. It could just be the alcohol, but, you know. The alcohol it, helps. It could be that you're actually friends and that... Uh, <laughs> actually shows or... we have a we have a blast doing it and I, I i could not do it without him he's he's a great guy love him to death and we just have fun doing it it's it's hard work but we enjoy it so but no that's what we do on the side wow that's that's quite the little side gig you have going <laughs> hey you guys have a podcast we can do it too <laughs> that's true huh. the more the merrier the more the merrier a rising tide raises all ships Exactly. Hey, there's there's something for everybody out there. You're gonna find some some little niche that you like that you enjoy, and that's gonna be your thing. And there's a lot of people out there that have opinions, good opinions, and it's nice to hear friends talk about something that they enjoy. I like listening to a lot of different podcasts, and I know from some of the feedback we get on our tiny little show that people enjoy what we say. So it's kind of mm -hmm. fun. You know, if you have a, a couple of guys that in, or enjoy each other's company, it doesn't really matter what you talk about. It's good audio. So, yeah. And you definitely have that. So you guys you. not only have interest, interesting things to talk about, but you're interesting to listen to. So thank you. Guys, go grab Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. I, I want to say Very the good. Power Pack. <laughs> Yeah. Unpacking the power of power pack. We could have chosen a uh, less alliterative or less <laughs> difficult name, but where's oh, the fun hey, in that? There's a lot of power in that title. Very mm -hmm. much so. Yeah. And it sounds like some packing and then unpacking later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of that. <laughs> Limex, Limex says, I have the power of the pack. <laughs> there you go. Interesting. Well, you may have guessed by the title of our show that we may be focusing on Portland tonight, and you would be right. Lobotomy, can you tell us a little bit about Portland and some of the great caches that are there? I can. I wrote a very long document that uh, you guys were quite impressed with, and I'll try to pare it down as best I can. But I decided to kind of attack this from starting with the downtown area itself, because it's center of the town, and it's a good draw for people who are not just in town to do some geocaching, but want to see some of the culture of the city. Now, of course, we should say that parking downtown Portland can be a little tricky from time to time. But once you do have your car stowed somewhere, you can walk most places. And also, we have a really good bus and TriMet system as well. We've got the streetcars. We've got our max trains. So you can get around downtown pretty well once you park your car. Did, did course, you say stowed or towed? Stowed. If you stow your car correctly, it does not get towed. Oh, okay. Good. Because once it gets towed, then the government is owed some money for you to get it back. Mm. You just keep shaving letters off and it keeps getting worse. Pretty much. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, everybody always talks about voodoo donuts and you can come 
get voodoo donuts, wait in the line. The donuts are fine. <laughs> it's an experience. But if you do want to go and go to voodoo donuts, we do have, and I, I think we'll probably just share a lot of this document later on for a lot of the GC numbers, but yeah. I posted some GC numbers down for people to look for these. They're, the nearest cache by Voodoo Donuts is called Keep Portland Weird, which pretty easy to remember, but it's GC7C9H2. Oh. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> be prepared for, like I said, with Voodoo Donuts, be prepared for the line. You want to get there early. You can bring your kids there. There's just a lot of double entendres and interesting flavor combinations. Okay. Well, I've heard the, it's, a, it's a great oh, go place ahead. to go. I've, I, yeah, I've never been there, but I've heard great things about it. I've also heard that while it's interesting in a tourist trap, that uh, it's worth going, but the donuts may be better elsewhere. Yes. Like say this. Yeah. It's, it's a Portland icon. The yeah. nice thing is that once you go down there, uh, you're also going to be close to Saturday Market. It's in the same general area. And if you go down there on a Saturday or Sunday, and especially during the um, summer and spring, you can just see a fantastic outdoor market that's got a lot of good crafts and local vendors. And it's real fun to go through. And that's just down the road from Voodoo Donuts. So I highly recommend that place too. If you're going down there for Voodoo Donuts, fine. But check out Saturday Market. It's a wonderful place to visit. Now, downtown Portland also has some other cool spots and some other cool things to do. First of all, I highly recommend everybody check out Ground Control. It's a um, video arcade plaza there's just massive video arcade games really old school it's a lot of fun and also you can get a virtual there fractal has a virtual called top score to claim credit you need to go into ground control and get a top score on one of the video games so the hint is is to go early in the day after they reset the all of the top scores from the night before it should be pretty easy to get a top <laughs> score but it's it's a lot of fun um fractal set that up uh it's gc 4042. He set that one up really early on. It's one of those grandfathered in ones as kind of an experiment. Mm -hmm. We're going to try this once. Really cannot say enough about it. It's a lot of fun. Um, have you guys right. ever done that one? You know, I really wanted to do it for my 2600th cash, you know, kind of in honor of the Atari 2600. Uh, but I didn't. Now, I am and his wife were just down there oh, a week or so ago. And uh, he said they don't necessarily reset the scores every night. Hmm. So he, there, he found an obscure game that he was able to get the high scores on. So some can you of them, some of them you don't, but yeah, you know, go in there and have fun. And I think Fractal's pretty loose on it. Just go in there and have fun. Show that you know you've you've tried. Um, another place that you have to have to go to is Powell's Bookstore. If you've hmm. never been to Portland, if you've never heard of it before. It, Try to imagine this. We're talking a city block bookstore. The entire block. It's got about four or five different floors. Mm -hmm. It is just a massive, massive new and used bookstore that is a sight to behold. You will get lost in that labyrinth. Mm -hmm. So if you want to go and check that out, there's a cache that's across the street. It's called Poetry in Motion. It's GCCA73. Like I said, Poetry in Motion check it out. Uh, I should let me check that back. Powell's books. Check it out. Yeah. Um, now I, I have to admit the only reason I get to go to Portland on from time to time is that my wife absolutely love Powell's books. Um, you know, and we spend most of the day there where she does. I, I probably, I, I know I have found poetry in motion across the street. Um, now one thing about Powell's is they claim to have over 1 million titles. Yeah. So, that would be a, I would consider that to be true. I, yeah. I, I can believe it having been in there. Yeah. I was, I, I personal story from Powell books. My sister-in-law uh, last year, she released a book that she wrote herself and she lives in Maryland right now. But the, the, what she wanted and what she told her publisher is I must launch my book from Portland, Oregon, and it must be at Powell books. And she got to do her, one of her first talks about her book at Powell books and launch it from there. And just seeing her name up on the marquee, it, it was very cool to be part of that entire experience. That wow. Awesome. So that's impressive. Yeah. Um, also in downtown Portland, there's a cache called one for the little people, GCA four BC. 
This is the site of Mills End Park. It is officially Guinness Book, officially the world's smallest park. Hmm. You got to check it out. <laughs> it's it's right on the waterfront. It's a fun little catch. It's a fun little virtual. And it's, I think it's virtual now I'm thinking about it. It might either be a virtual or a North cache. I think it's a virtual though. But it's it's a fun little cache and it's a fun just location to say, hey, look, I have been to the smallest park in the world. <laughs> now, have you fully explored that park? Yeah, um, I've been taking my time with it. I've lived in Portland for about 42 years now. And, you know, it, I don't want to rush it. I really don't want to rush it. I, I, sure. I try to just go and visit little pieces of it each time I'm in downtown Portland. I figure that, you know, I can get to the last centimeter, you know, just the day before I die. I'll call it good. <laughs> okay. Let's learn see a little something new every time. Exactly. Nice. Well, I can testify to Powell's books. The last time I was in Portland was dancing in an Oktoberfest and my daughter tagged along and we had to go to Powell's books and I was impressed. It was great. So we've covered donut shops, bookstores. Sounds like some pretty normal stuff down there in Portland. Is there anything out of the ordinary? How about a, a submarine? Oh, color me intrigued. <laughs> I'll color you blue because it's called the USS Blue Black. Okay. Um, <laughs> and this is parked right outside OMSI which is the Oregon Museum of Science and Industry. Mm -hmm. It's a must-place visit, too. It's a great place. OMSI is a great place to take your family. And you can go there and you can sign up to do a tour of the Blueback, which is really fun being able to walk inside an actual submarine that was in use at one time. It actually not only was in use in the military, but it was also used as um, in a couple of different movies. I know it was used uh, for some of the scenes in Hunt for October, mm -hmm. and I think it was also used in a few other things as well. So... Great, great uh, cache and location. That one is GC7B6Q or 6KQ. Um, the name we of also, the cache should be one ping only. That's right. One ping. Um, we also have an aerial tram. If you just really get tired of all the public transportation on the ground, you can take an aerial tram between the waterfront and OH and OHSU, which is Oregon Health Science University. It's the biggest hospital we have in Portland. It's up on a hill and they've got an aerial tram that tram that goes up there. And if you ride the tram and take your picture up there, that's worth a virtual. That mm. is GC7B6B6. And it's a fun ride as mm. long as you do not have a little fear of heights because <laughs> you are high up in the sky. But it's a fun little trip. It does cost something unless you do a really cool trip. They've got something called the 4T Trail, which you can start by the zoo, hike up a trail, which is the first T, take the aerial tram, that's the second T, down to the waterfront, catch a streetcar, or, or uh, they call it a street train, which mm -hmm. is the third one, and then you can take that up to Pioneer Courthouse Square, take the TriMet, which is the fourth T, and go back to the zoo. Hmm. It's a fun hike. I did that for my 40th birthday because 4T get it ah, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh you are full of puns yeah. thank now, you very much is, i'm a punny that, guy is that the tram that goes over the freeway yeah yes okay yeah subway mark says it's also interesting when it's very windy right in the tram. yes yeah um another place that i take anybody that comes to portland to visit is the the portland international test rose garden hmm. this is beautiful Absolutely beautiful, especially when all the roses are in bloom, because we are talking over 10,000 rose bushes of approximately 650 different varieties. The roses usually usually bloom from April through October, with the peak coming sometime in June. And there's a couple of different caches you can get up there. There's City of Roses, which is a virtual, and there's a few other ones up there as well. But that's GC7B666. Should remember that one. And there's also a where I go up there. It's a really nice where I go called uh, GC. Uh, it's um a rose by any other name. And that's mm -hmm. GC three, six V D Z. So if you need to get that, where I go to finish off some things, that's where you want to go. But I, I cannot say enough about the Rose garden because it is Portland's known as the city of roses. It is. You've got a beautiful view up there. Washington park is absolutely gorgeous. And when those flowers, when those roses are in bloom, it's wonderful. Wow. I got to go. I've never been to the uh, International Test Rose Garden. Mm -mm. You got to make it up here. Partially because I was afraid there might be an actual test. So <laughs> I was just thinking, nope, not for me. I, I, you know, roses are not my thing. Just cram the night before you'll be fine. Cut them and I do. 
Now, it's, it's one of those things where you may not think roses are your thing. You just got to go there and just be amazed at the color, the varieties. It's just pleasant and beautiful. And it's and also right across the street is the Japanese gardens, which it, that costs something to get into. But once again, it's one of these places that's right there on the hillside and they just do an amazing job of just beautiful and delicate. And you can wander around that place for quite a while as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, so much to do in just one city. Mm-hmm. But Portland, like other cities, are really just a conglomeration of many little cities. What what around Portland is noteworthy? Well, once we get outside of downtown Portland, we've got a number of caches that you got to go. A lot of high favorited ones that you can always look up. But here's some ones that I'm going to go ahead and throw out there that you must do. First of all, if you guys heard of this guy called Goblin Dust? Yay, rings a bell. <laughs> I just mentioned him in the glow. So yes, you did. Um, Yeah. Goblin dust is a great friend of mine. He's a wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, One of his first, one of his first real, oh my gosh, cash is, is here in Portland. And that's Dr. Who the original Dr. Who it's GCW six EM. Now it's a must do, but there are restricted hours. So be sure to check because it's kind of inside an atrium of a VW mechanic shop. Is that the one that, theoretically a uh, long reach with an umbrella might be able to do it. I'm not going to tell him you did that because he, I didn't angry, do angry. <laughs> I can absolutely verify that I did not. No, it's, it's a but great, theoretically place. speaking, somebody I know did. <laughs> it's a great place. And, it, and when it's open, the, <clears throat> the owner is an old friend of goblin dust as well. And he knows all about it and everybody there does. So it's great. Um, of course, if you come to Portland, go a little bit outside the city lim- limits in uh, Beaver Creek, and you can find something called the original stash. Hmm. See the original place where the original uh, geocache mm-hmm. was first placed. See the plaque. Get your picture next to it. Call it good. That's GCGVOP. Come on. You know that's why you're going to come out here. You want to do it. Yeah, and yeah. if you lay your GPSR on that plaque, it gets better reception from that Exactly. This is This is very, very true. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a few other ones I would point out. There's one that's a multi-cache. Now, you're going to have to spend a couple hours on this one, including some driving time, but I cannot tell you how much it's worth it. It's called You Can Have This Cache When You Pry It From, and it's GC1P5CE, and this is done by Charlie Whiskey. She is an amazing, amazing hider. This one will take you to a whole bunch of different places. You'll you'll kind of face different phobias and fears, but it is so, so worth it, mm. and the payoff is fantastic. So it's, it's a multi-cache. You're going to spend some time on it, but go for it. You will enjoy it. Um, nice. You guys were talking about a water cache earlier. Mm-hmm. I've got mm-hmm. my own water cache that I have to promote. It's called Liquid Sunshine. GCJ2CQ. It's a puzzle cache. Bring two liters of water. You guys have seen these before. It's simple. It's a no-frills water cache, but it's one of the oldest. It was placed in 2004. And the owner of the wizard, give me a second, guys, is a very good friend of mine. He passed away about six years ago. We keep this active for him. It's partly as a tribute. I, I please come do the cache. It's just every time I see somebody go and find the cash, it just makes me feel good that the wizard's looking down and kind of chuckling and you know, being his grumpy old self. So, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, that one I'm going to have to go do. Yeah, and I like his name. It has a lot of common letters to its end. So, <laughs> he was a great guy. He was a great guy. And I'm grumpy old guy too. So, you're definitely old. I think we'd get along. We would have gotten along. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He got along with everybody. Uh, there was Forest Park. Now, we have got one of the largest urban forest reserves right outside of downtown Portland. It's kind of butts up right into Washington Park where the uh, International Rose Test Garden is. But it starts in the West Hills, just north of downtown Portland. It's a maze of trails for hiking and running. You've got a lot of elevation gain, gain, yeah, elevation gain in there. You'll find some great puzzles, multis, traditionals, where it goes as well. A couple of ones that are in there, Witch's Castle, GC7B679, and that's by uh, Magic Wonder. Uh, it's one of her virtuals that she put out there. Uh, there's one heck of a ride, which is GCYNWZ, and that's in the middle of a forest down off the trail a little bit. It's an old rusted out car, which you got to think, 
how did that get down there? Mm. Um, Gravity. And then, yeah. And then for those of you guys who love mysteries, we have a mystery fizzy challenge that's out there as well. It's GC4287W. So if you've finished up your fizzy, you want a good hike out in a good forest, I cannot recommend Forest Park enough. Hmm. We've also got kind of a little bit to the south of there, Council Crest, which is kind of one of our higher points there. And there's a lot of history going along with Council Crest. But there's a multi up there, GC25C, which is a really old cache as well. Um, and then there's Seeking the Larger View, Seeking the Larger View, which is a virtual, a newer virtual, GC7B71F. So that's another great one as well. Just that entire area up there. Over on the east side, we got one of my favorite areas, Rocky Butte. Kind of grew up in that area. But there's a lot of different buttes up in Portland area. And that one, Rocky Butte, it's got a fantastic view of the Columbia River. You can go up there to do the Earth Cache, which is GC205HJ. And what's kind of fun with this one, if you really want to have fun, is you can do that one and then go further down the Columbia River Gorge to Crown to uh um, Crown Point, and you can do another cache out on Crown Point and kind of see the two different uh, viewpoints looking down at each other. Um, there's a whole lot of other things you can do in the Portland proper area. If you're going to, if you really like puzzles and you want to do some really great puzzles, Jewel Kirk, or <laughs> I'm going to mess up the name, Julk One, that's J E W I L K One, and Omnom, they're family cachers. They do some amazing, amazing field puzzles. Cool. I, they're just, you go there, they've got, a, they've got a 3D printer and they do some incredible things where you, you're sitting out there with this box and like, all right, somehow I'm going to get some numbers so I can open up this little lock. How do I do it? You can solve them all there. They come up with some incredible stuff and it's just amazing every time. Um, nice. One of the ones you can try is uh, Don't Even Try, which is uh, GC5X1ER. Um, and they've just got a whole bunch in that series. Uh, they've got a lot of them that are named this blankety blankety blank puzzle, or yeah. you can look their entire series up. It's fantastic. And actually talking a little bit about that and going back to Charlie whiskey, another good puzzle cacher in the area is Charlie whiskey. She's got a series of caches called how do I solve these blankety blankety blank puzzle series? <laughs> and what it is, is that she has done about 10 of these and each one is, okay, here's a type of puzzle that you might see and here's how you go through and solve it. And she really walks people through how to solve those different types of puzzles. And at the end, she kind of, well, here's the puzzle like that that I've done, solve it now and go out and find it. It's a great series, especially for people who are intimidated by puzzle caches and don't know how to really figure them out. She walks you through the different steps that you can look for when you hit a puzzle cache. A little puzzle oh. cache education there. Yes, yes, yes. Nice. That is a great idea. I've got to try that. Yeah. So the first one in that series is GC5HFTZ. That's awesome. So moving on, uh, I kind of... Uh, yeah, sorry, I, was just, I was just, just going to lead you into it. We, we've talked about Portland, and we've talked about you know the greater Portland area. I know we're already half an hour to the podcast, but let's let's push a little farther out, maybe. We what did eccentric circles. Yeah. I'm moving further and further out. Um, I mentioned a little bit before the Columbia River Gorge. Now, keep going east on from downtown Portland. Go out on 84, and you'll find yourself out on the Columbia River, River Gorge. And this is just wonderful. This is kind of the dividing line between Washington and Oregon with the Columbia River there. You've got steep cliffs, deep forest, some beautiful waterfalls, and hiking trail after hiking trail after hiking trail. I mentioned before Crown Point. Um, it's There's a cache up there. It's a virtual cache called Oregon's Crown Point Jewel, GC2RJEY. It's just got an amazing view of the Columbia River. They've got, if you get there when it's open, uh, they've got a visitor center there that's got a lot of information about the old Pacific Coast Highway and just a lot of the work that was done to create that old road. But it's gorgeous up there. And just go on a nice day and you can just take pictures for miles. Go a little bit further out, you've got Multnomah Falls. Beautiful falls any time of the year. Actually, if you can get down there when it's just cold enough where the where the falls have frozen, but it's not dangerous enough to be out on that highway... If you can hit that nice sweet spot and see that the waterfall frozen, it's a thing of beauty. But you can also hike up that trail as well. 
Uh, we had some fire damage out a few years back. It's starting to regrow in the area, but the fire damage did some pretty bad things out to the forest. It's going to be kind of nice to see that all come back in the next few years. So highly recommend it. But you can find Multnomah Falls at G at a, there's a little cache right next to it called Mile Marker 32. That's GC1YPDT. And then, of course, you can go beyond Multnomah Falls, which is GC1N7RV, if you really want to do a nice hike. Ooh. Um, good elevation so, gain on that one? Good elevation gain. The nice thing is, is you can do it pretty quickly. It's good elevation gain, but it's pretty quick. And if the observation deck is open up at the top of the falls, it's really nice hike to get up there. Go to the go to the observation deck and look down the falls. It's very pretty. I know that when my daughter was about one, one and a half, had one of those backpacks, and I was able to make mm-hmm. it up there with her in that backpack. Tired by the time I got up there, but sure. still, you, you can do it. A um, little bit further out, we've got the Tomb Raider series. It's called Tomb Raider Pirates. There was an old cacher named Navdog. He used to put out some amazing caches, and... One of the ones that he had out there was called Tomb Raiders. When he left, closed those down. Somebody else picked that up. And there's just this little kind of island that you can drive up. Well, it's Isthmus, I guess, would be called. But it's just this little area that's just off the highway. Go out there. You get a treasure map. Kind of follow it around. Pick up like four or five different caches until you get to the end. It's a really well-done series. A lot of cool stuff out there. And, of course, keep going out. You get to Mount Hood. Mount Hood is a beautiful, beautiful place. If you like skiing, come down, check out the skiing. They've got uh, Mount Hood Meadows, Timberline Lodge, and uh, Ski Bowl. Ha <laughs> ha. So you've got three different uh, uh, winter parks up there. Ski Bowl, actually, during the summertime, they've got a lot of other stuff you can do. They've, the main ski area, they've got a, I think it's toboggan kind of setup that you can go down. They got a lot of fun summer activities as well. But go up to Timberline Lodge and you can see where they filmed The Shining or all the exterior shots of The Shining. That's where the big Outlook Hotel is at. Uh-huh. And that's the name of my cache that I've got up there. And that's uh, GC7B6CM. That's my virtual. I put it right up there for The Shining. Is it in a maze that changes all the time? No, but you okay. have to. All I ask you to do is you have to draw a picture up there. I've gotten some amazing pictures of people drawing different scenes from The Shining. So it's kind of cool. But I, I don't ask you to do that much. Just draw <laughs> anything you want. Just show me kind of proof of life that you were there. So no okay. armchair caching. But um, it's a great place. You've also got things like the Jasmine Challenge series that's that you can go out there and, and complete mm-hmm. by going up there, getting some of our oldest caches that we have, GC12, GC16, GC17. Those are all up in the Mount Hood area. A couple of those take a little bit longer for, or one of those takes a little bit longer for a hike. And I just totally forgot which one it was. <laughs> um, and I own two of them right now. So, but... Yeah, th- those are those are the oldest caches there. And I know that if you come out here to do your Jasper challenge, that's where you're going. Those are all up in the Mount Hood area. You guys have anything to say? Will I get some water? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, so a little insight this summer. I want to do a caching in the Northwest hike to 12, 16, 17. There's two of them there that are relatively close. And suddenly I can't remember what they are, just like you. I think it's 12 and 16. 17 17 i think actually 12 and 17 is what rings a bell um so i want to go get i don't have them and i thought you know we had a great hike a couple of years ago to uh, monte cristo and i kind of want to do that again but why not do something that also is a uh, is needed for the jasmer there we go brian lang says uh, gc12 and gc17 are on the same trail system yeah it's it is a a bit of a hike to, to kind of connect them together, but it can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, Brightling also says in the chat that a super cool cache to do west of Portland on the coast is GCPWC7, and you need to do it at low tide. Oh, I think that might be Lost Boys is what they're talking about. That seems about right. GCPWC5, not 7. Oh, I was right, Lost Boys. Yeah, that's uh, Lost Boys is one of Colorado Jones's caches. Uh, any of the Colorado Jones's caches are kind of in a, it's a group of caches in the area that did a lot of, you know, they would get together, they would go out and place a cache together, and that was kind of the 
there's a there's an inside double on Chandra. See if you guys can work it out on your own later on. But um, Colorado Jones was kind of the name that they chose for it. Um, they've got a couple other ones. That is a good one. I have yet to do it, but I don't know a lot of people that have done it. You have to hit the tide right on that one to get out there and do it. They've also got a couple more that are actually kind of down in the um, Columbia River area. There's uh, Cahony Falls, Wahi Cahony. I For your casual, just going out there, doing a cash run, I don't recommend those because you're going to need to bring along changes of clothes because you're going to be hiking right through uh, uh a river mm. you need to bring some climbing equipment because you're gonna be climbing up a wall you need to bring some um you, you need to bring some uh poison ivy repellent because you're going to be wading through poison mm. ivy in fact you're going to be holding on and grabbing onto poison ivy pulling yourself up um but it's a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say i've done that twice I think one guy that was on the on our chat earlier, uh, Brian, he might. I think I went up there with him the last time, mm. and I only made it halfway. I said, "You go the rest of the way. I don't need to do this again." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <clears throat> well, our our chat is active as always, and we'd love having the chat people. I am also contributed that the trail was blocked just past the bridge at Multnomah Falls as of just last week. He said we were surprised how close to the highway the fires actually came to Portland. Yeah. I had I had a few flip friends that live out in that Troutdale area, and I was watching the the evacuation notice, and they were giving some street numbers. I'm like, that's right next wow. to my friend's street. So yeah, it was pretty bad for a while. So do, do not do fireworks in the forest. Yeah, no, no, that's not a good combination. Whew. So we've 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 explored. Portland and we've gone out a little bit out and we found the stash. Now we've gone some hiking. We've seen some beautiful falls. We've gone to the Lookout Hotel, maybe had some red rum. Mm-hmm. Uh, gone to Rooster yeah. Rock and had a dip there. We've just run around, had a great time in Portland. <laughs> if you know me, I, I like, like to cash and I like, I like, I like to eat. I like how you snuck in the Rooster Rock. Well done, sir. <laughs> I, I like to eat. And, you know, by now I'm, I'm hungry. Well, Where do you suggest we go for dinner? I got a lot of places to suggest. We'll start with McMinimins. Um, it's a staple. The McMinimins pubs are a series of, of uh, restaurants and pubs that are throughout Oregon, and there's a few in Washington as well. And you can count on a few things. You can count on some, you know, pretty good bar food. You can count on some really good drinks, and you can count on slow service. But <laughs> it's good food, and you're just reliable. And they've got some amazing restaurants, mm. especially if you're out in the Columbia River Gorge area coming through. You can hit Edgefield and you can find a cache there called Bug and Breakfast, GC5, CX, and E. And Edgefield is the old poor farm that they've transformed into a giant complex. There's a, I can't remember if it's nine or 18 hole little golf course, which is more no more than just a putter and a driver golf course. You just need two clubs and you'll be fine. Um, they've got about eight or nine different uh, places to get drinks on the grounds, just small little mm-hmm. intimate settings. They've got a wine room. They've got um, a distillery. They've actually got you know grapes growing there. You can stay there as well. It's very nice. The food's wonderful there. On the other side, all the way over in Forest Grove, which is the far west side of Portland, you've got kind of their other big flagship, which is called the Grand Lodge. And you can find a cash. The cash final is not there, but if you want to find where the Grand Lodge is, there's the fake coordinates for a puzzle cache called Stickman and his awesome orange adventure, GC7B5CK, which is another one of Charlie Whiskey's caches. And I cannot say enough cool things about Charlie Whiskey. She's a sweetheart. Um, but Grand Lodge is another beautiful giant building. It's an old Masonic Lodge that they've taken and they have turned into this giant building that's got, you know, restaurants and pubs and secret passages. There's actually secret passages in that building, which are Ooh. awesome. You get to <laughs> go through them? Yes. Yeah, you can oh. go through them. They're a lot of fun. Um, there's a lot of other cool, cool uh, pubs that you can visit. Uh, Barley Mill Pub, which has got a Grateful Dead series. And this is all part of the McMinimins. Um, they've got uh, Grateful Dead series bonus for the Deadheads GC two seven nine KV. So if you like your Grateful Dead, go to that pub. There's a lot of really cool little McMinimum pubs. As you're going out and about, you can find them and count on it. Now, I 
asked some friends because I'm like, okay, what other places can you suggest? And I got a couple of people back that, on Facebook that gave me some suggestions. I'm just going to list these off. There's um, a place called Sweet Lemon Vegan Bistro, and that's over in Beaverton area. It's Bethany. There's closest cash there is called GC23QXE, and that's um, Bethany Village Cash. There's a good Cajun Creole restaurant that was suggested to me. Mm. It was called Tapala. Uh, that's T A P A L A Y A. Mm. I can't Tapalaya, pronounce it. Maybe I don't know. Tapalaya. Um, and the closest cash there is called is uh, ESP twenty three Franks a lot GC two P A G R. And also, if you're just going anywhere in Portland and you see any of those food carts, stop and get one something to eat from the food carts. They're really good. And the best part about going to one of the, the food cart locations is usually there's about six or seven of them. And so you go in with your family. You don't have to kind of figure out where do you want to eat. You just go there. Somebody's going to find something somewhere in that food cart area. So highly, highly recommend food Those carts. Those are great. When I was at the Widmer Brothers Oktoberfest last year, they had food trucks all around the plaza there in downtown. Yeah. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. Nice. And- now... In the chat, I believe it was Iham that said our McMenamins in Tacoma opens this week. Mm-hmm. Yes. He also Next con- week. He also contributed that Bug End Breakfast was his fine number 3,000. Nice. Congratulations. Going to call it in for a later show. So looking forward to hearing all about that. <laughs> and and right. Subway Mark is right. There are so many McMenamins. Um, <laughs> McMenamins got this cool <laughs> thing. They call, it, they call it a passport. You can buy one, and every McMinimins you go to can get a stamp in there. And when you fill out certain pages, you get free things. When you fill out the entire book, you get to stay at any of their locations that have uh, hotel settings, and you can uh, stay for three free one-night stays. Wow. Wow. I'm on my my fourth passport right now. So I am going to get up there to that Tacoma one because I need to get my stamps for that one when it opens up. Yeah, and that's a historic building. It's I'm looking yep. forward to seeing that how they restored yep. that. Yeah. Well, let us know when you come up this way because we'd love to take you to some of our great caches right here in Tacoma as well. Yeah. Hey, I'm up there every so often. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got in laws that live up over in uh, Des Moines area, so yep. I get up there from time to time. I know I've I've hit a lot of bounce bounces caches up there. Oh, there you go. Those are some great ones. Yeah, those are some good caches. And I'm usually always up there seeing um, people like. Uh, Shop 99er and uh-huh. T-Tums. And uh, yeah, they're, they're good friends of mine as well, as well as uh, Goblin Dust. Subway Mark says he's a four-time McMenamins tripster working yep. on number five. I'm, I am working on my fourth one. <laughs> Going to Kalima tomorrow. All right. Have a good trip, Mark. So that's what I've got. I want to go to Portland now. Please do. Let me know. Actually, if you do that, uh, set up some kind of hike up to see the GC, the uh, Jasmine ones, I'd like to go up with you guys. I'd like to try to, you know, go and help you guys figure all that stuff out. Absolutely. And if anybody wants to go up a hill covered in poison ivy, I will sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you toss the cash down to me so I can actually sign it. And I'll throw it back up. Because... My name is spelled. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> I don't know I if I want that. to do that one. I kind of do, but at the I same really time, don't. I <laughs> don't. When when that first came out, there was a mad rush to go out there and do it. There was there was about three or four big groups of people. I went and found that the first time with three or four other guys that I only one of the guys I knew, and he chickened out after we got up to the first top of the hill, cause he's afraid of heights. He made it up there and he looked down he looked at us kind of tumbling down the side of the hill. And he's like, Nope, I'm done. He climbed <laughs> right back down. I'll meet you guys in the car. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of adventures you can do. And that's the best thing about geocaching is you can go on these adventures sometimes with people you've never met before and have a mm-hmm. fantastic time. Well, I'll, I'll tell a quick story. It won't take very long. Uh, that's how we met. Well, we'd met, land monkey um virtually before but we decided we were going to go do the original stash together Mm -hmm. and my wife is going are you sure you want to get in strangers cars go across the border into another state into the woods (laughs) yeah yeah we're gonna go geocaching it's okay we met him on the internet yep (laughs) yeah with friends that we met on the internet it's fine (laughs) i was visiting i was visiting my sister-in-law over in maryland and prior to going out there 
a travel bug that I had ended up in a brand new 5.5 cache over in Maryland. And I was like, well, I'm interested. I looked at it. I was going, hmm, I'm going to be over in that area. I do not have any of the equipment I need. So I posted a note. I'm going to be here. Can somebody meet me with the equipment? I'd like to go do this. Another guy jumped on. I don't have the equipment either. I'd like to do it as well. All right. Guy who plays the cache says, I'll meet you guys out there. Great. Nice. Drive out there. Go to, you know, meet in the parking lot. Go into this old growth forest. Go to this homestead. And there's like, I think there's five of us, you know, you know, two, you know, these, these other two couples that I don't know and me, and we go out into this old homestead. That's, you know, you can see the outline of the homestead that's there. And there's an old well that they have tossed down all of the old metal. And at the top of this pile at the bottom of the well is a, an oven and the cache is inside that. So this guy hooks up all the climbing equipment I let's say down there, find the cash, sign my name, climb up. Next guy goes down. <laughs> yep. I went into this old forest <laughs> with people I don't know and went rappelling down in an old well. What's wrong with that? So you had people you met on the internet and you went into the forest to go look at an old well with metal in the bottom. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Seems perfectly normal to all of us geocachers. It does, doesn't it? And we've come back alive somehow. Yes. So was it repelling into a well or going into a forest with strangers that made it a five difficulty? Hmm. I I, I added another star onto that. (laughs) (laughs) I've made things six difficulty that didn't need to be. But nonetheless, I like Chris's uh, on here. It's called geocaching. That's right. (laughs) Exactly. Bushwhack in, hike out. And have stories to tell. Yeah. Hopefully. If you don't have stories to tell, you're not geocaching right. That's correct. Yeah. Lobotomy, thank you so much. Uh, I have to say you are uh, one of the most prepared guests we've ever had. Mm -hmm. So anytime you want to come back, you're always welcome. Uh, I'll get with you and we'll work out a time to uh, do this hike and we'll let all of our caching in the Northwest listeners know. Come on down and join us for a couple of Jasmine uh, level caches and it's going to be a lot of fun oh yeah it was my it was my pleasure you guys gave me an open topic and i was like well that's a lot i can talk about let's just put some notes together and all of a sudden i looked it's like huh, that's like four pages mm. <laughs> oh we're glad you did <laughs> yeah, we are uh folks i will take the gc codes from this document and uh, make sure you guys have a copy of them you can use it as your guide to go geocaching in Portland. I mean, if you hit these, you're not going to need any others. But there's more than enough around for you to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nice. There's more? There's much more. Like I said, now, I'm on how a, long I, you stay? I am a, on a long streak, and it's not really going too far out of my comfort zone to make it happen. <laughs> there's a lot of caches here. Wow. Yeah, on a cache, on a streak of 2,700. And you're really not driving far mm. to go get more? No. Well, the early mornings of work days, it gets a little tricky sometimes. But yeah, uh, as of today, oh, <laughs> today is my 2,800th consecutive day. Oh, well, congratulations. Well, congratulations. <laughs> well, that's I, I'm thing. so glad we could share this milestone with you. Let's, let's give you a round of applause. Yes. Golf clap. Well, that's the great thing about caching in the Northwest. There's a lot of caches in the Northwest. Yes, there are. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode of Caching in the Northwest, but we want to take a moment to thank Landsharks, our corporate Denali-level sponsor. Landsharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in Victoria, B.C. You won't be sorry you went and visited it. And by the way, they have a geocache right out front. So mm-hmm. not good only good. do you get to buy good stuff, you get an extra cache, a smiley face. They're open six days a week, except holidays, and they ship orders online daily. Yes, they do. So we'd like to thank our faithful Denali level supporters. That is Land Sharks, JP Geo Designs, Bounce Bounce, Limax, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. If you want to know more about supporting the show, as I mentioned before, click the Patreon link over on the cachingnw.com website. And you can get your name read by Land Monkey, except he's not here. So tonight, we want to thank 
Broncos Fan for Life, Sprouter, Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev MacD, Subway Mark, Dora Moore, Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, Geo Navpros, Wino Seattle, Acker Dog, Billy Robson, Genies, Anteos, Keats 94, Trexer Zero, MC3 Cats, Kettle Barb, M Nerve, Wet Coaster and Green Words, Sege Hove, Ala Robrick, Keepers of the Cash Flow, and Highlands Guy. So thanks, everybody. Woohoo! Now, until next week, where can our listeners find you, Lobotomy, if they want to, you know, maybe talk to you about having a lobotomy themselves or just stalk you on the interwebs? Oh, I can be stalked at many, many fun places. <laughs> um, like, I, like I mentioned earlier, uh, we do a podcast, uh, Cowboy Bebop and myself. It's called Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, and we go by Jeff and Rick Present. So you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or at our website. Just look up Jeff and Rick Present on any of those platforms, and you're going to find us. Or you can email us at Jeff and Rick Present, all one word, at gmail.com. Nice. Now, Wits End, what about here. you? Where can we find you online? Well, you can find me here Thursday nights, but otherwise, Twitter, Facebook, geocaching.com, and various other places. Look for the handle Wits End. It's the handle with the Z right in the center of it there. And how about you? Well, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at Cashing NW. You can also find me on Instagram at Cashing in the Northwest. But better yet, head on over to CashingNW.com slash host. Read our bios. Find all those links we mentioned and a few we don't tell anybody about because we might be a little embarrassed. But most of all, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Cashing in the Northwest. Don't forget that you can be part of the show call into 253-693-TFTC and leave us a comment ask us a question buy us a risque donut any time of the day or night and of course you can email us at feedback at cashingnw.com also your support helps keep quality shows coming if you like the show click the patreon link on the cashingnw.com website and subscribe on itunes google play stitcher and more the show is produced by Chris Umfenauer, Jay Kennedy, and Jim Paulwitz. It's licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, copyright 2019 by Chris Umfenauer. And now, folks, I implore you to stay for the after show. The after show. We'll do it it's again. The after show. You didn't know there's an echo. It's so big, did you? Yeah. <clears throat> Get Why that are you in my room? <laughs> well um my mom sent me to my let's room talk about some other things <laughs> <clears throat> let's see we start with Bry Lang who says tomorrow friday <laughs> april 19th the Fraz- fraser valley cash bash the fvcb caches go live or whenever the reviewers release them, <laughs> most reviewers, you can go to Fraser Cal. Ah, man, I cannot say it. Fraser Valley Cash Bash dot WordPress dot com. He can say it. <laughs> Fraser Valley Cash Bash dot com. Yeah, but that's too complicated for me. Cause... Paste it in the in the chat there. There we go. How's that? Mr. That of the Northwest. Hey, just, just see the chat right down here. Go click on that link. He also contributed, uh, that is Brylang I'm referring to, on Saturday is the Hands Across the Border event. That's GC837PT. Right there in the chat, you can go look at it. Yeah, I'm going to try to make that one. I think I've actually got my schedule cleared up to get up there. I is also. Yeah, it's, Rick, have you heard about this one? The Hands Across the Border? Yeah. It's put on as a joint effort by... Washington State Geocaching and uh, BC Geocaching at Peace Park there. Peace Arch Park. I forget the exact name. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to have caches from both countries right there at the border for a hands across the border thing. It'll be fun. That sounds like a great time. I'd, yeah. I'd love to make it up there. It's That's just a hop, skip, and a jump from Portland. You can yeah. do it. <clears throat> yeah, you no, can come family. up on your nitro burning funny car. Burning one night only, one night only, one night only. Yeah, I would love to make it up there to that one. I don't think I am going to be able to, though. Ooh. But Go up let to me, Tillman, I'll drive you up. Yeah. yeah. Let me, uh, since we're bringing up things that are going on, if you don't mind, may I Please. mention something? <clears throat> we have something here in the Portland area called the Geo Oregon 2019 Spring Geo Adopter Road Cleanup. Mm. We have our Geo Oregon, it's kind of the local. Mm-hmm. Uh, group here and they have adopted a stretch of road on Sunnyside Road out in East County and 
twice a year they get together and they do their own cleanup. And according to Clackamas County, they have no other group that is like our group because we are always out there with a large group of people and we clean up that road and we do it as a CEDO event every year. It's a lot of fun. There's usually an after event at some local restaurant. Um, so you can check that out at GC84ZPY. And I'll see if I can drop that in there as well. Nice. Well, and as NCG Did you say GC84PTY? Uh, G4 GC84ZZPY. Never Drop mind. It it's already yeah. in there. I got it now. <clears throat> hey, that was much better than the one I did. <laughs> Good job. I NC3Cat says, NC3Cat says, GeoOrgan is a great group. Yes, yes they are. He's also they're, the one that really said, are. it's called geocaching. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, Actually, speaking, speaking of which, if you go to that 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 link, you can see we've got the picture from the group that did it last year. Oh uh, yeah, the last group. spring. Yeah, and that's that's pretty normal. They've I guess Clackamas County has got all of the pictures from years past of of them doing that. So it's kind of nice. One poor lonely fellow without a safety vest. Oh, there's a couple, I guess. There's a couple of us in there. <laughs> oh, when you have that many people on the side of the road, you don't need safety vests. <laughs> it's uh, called having- a crash barrier. I was going to say, if you've spent any time on the side of a road, you need to have all the safety gear you can possibly get because people (laughs) are goofy on the roads. And usually a clean pair of underwear to change into. (laughs) I've uh, had to change a tire sitting on I-5 in the left shoulder while cars whiz by me at 70 miles an hour. You know what that's not? That's not fun. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wet Coaster says that uh, Saturday, Munsey event at Stanley Park in Vancouver. I do, I, is a Munsey event still an event, see? I don't remember. We'll see. I don't know, yeah. We'll see. And Iham adds, uh, the, adds that there is a Smokey the Bear promo, but not in Canada. Hmm. Now, one thing I did not know, two things. First, only two? Yes. First, I think it's Smokey Bear, not Smokey the Bear. Not Smokey's the Bear. And Smokey Bear is 75 years old. Hmm. Oh, an event C is different than a Munsey event. Okay. So there you go. So anyway, uh, you can go get your own. Well, you can try to get your own Smokey the Bear. Bear? Nope, you're right. Smoky Bear. According Smokey to Bear. according to Wiki, Wikipedia, it is mm-hmm. Smoky Bear. Yeah, so, you know, for well, 75 years, I think we've all been saying it wrong. Because I only, knew Smokey the Bear. Only you can, can say, say Smokey's name right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thought there was a the in there. And there's no the to be found. Oh, that's just mean. He died in 1976. Hmm. Oh, the actual bear. Do you, do you know the story of Smokey Bear? It was a bear found in a forest fire and it was adopted by firefighters. Yeah. I think I did hear that, yeah. 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 <clears throat> I just know that I felt an incredible pressure when I was a child because he told me that I was the only one that could prevent forest fires. That's right. And that was a lot of responsibility. You went around and threw water on every base campfire, didn't you? Pretty much, yeah. While they were cooking on it. <laughs> I'm preventing forest fires. And when I ran out of water, some other people came up and contributed their water. <laughs> Wait, no, that was a different recycled story. beer. Well, <laughs> well, don't throw the fresh beer on the fire. That doesn't help. No, 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 no. You don't buy beer. You only rent it. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, and usually not that long. Uh, that's, the fun part, that's the fun part about doing our shows. We, uh, I, I do a pretty nice job of matching up a different microbrew with whatever comic we're reading that night. And I surprise Jeff with it all the time. And, <laughs> and so he doesn't know what's coming and he's just waiting. He's like, okay, what's going to be? And he's trying to match. Okay. Why did I pick this beer and how does it match what we're reading? And just watching the coin drop on some of that, some of the times it's, it's hilarious, but we've had some really good beers and some that are like, Hey, we're drinking a fire, a tire fire. What's <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> that was a, that was a beer from Denmark. 
Whew, it was not good. It's not good at all. <laughs> and they paid a lot of money to get it over here. <clears throat> yeah. Meh. Well, you know what is good? It's hanging out on Thursday nights with yes, all of our fine people in the chats. But it's after 10 now, and have we exhausted our fatas and com- content? That, my friend, we have. All right. So, folks, thanks for joining us tonight. Until next week, get out and unpack the power of caching in the Northwest. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. I really had fun. Thank you very it was much. great having you along. <laughs>